0: Welcome, friends. This is your host, Holly, from the Healing Hall. Welcome to Season Two, where I will be interviewing powerful individuals that have overcome disease each week. Tune in to learn the different ways they approached healing. As a friendly reminder, this is not medical advice, so please check with your doctor before making any permanent changes to your health. Hi, I would like to welcome the ambitious Sue Moore. She was DX'd, diagnosed in 2014 after the right side of her body went numb. She took a holistic approach, retrained her foot to be able to run again, and completed a marathon. Nine months later, she went back to get tested, and there were was no sign of multiple sclerosis of lesions. Um, it is a pleasure to have you here today, Sue. Thank you so much for um, sharing your story. Oh,
1: thank you so much. Thanks for the invite, Holly, um, and hello, all your listeners. Yes. Thank you. Yes. Hi, listeners. <laughs> <laughs>
0: So, Sue, let's um, talk about your story. What, um, did you notice when your body was first off or out of its homeostasis?
1: Yeah. Okay. I'll take you back to Holly 2024. So, I was literally two weeks out from running my first marathon. And I was at work and I just had, I just turned my neck to the left and uh, to chat to a colleague. And then I noticed this almighty headache, this pain in my neck.
0: Mm.
1: And it just was slowly progressing into this crazy migraine. And I just excused myself from work. And, and my colleague, I remember her saying to goes, Sue, are you okay? You look really gray. And I said, Yeah, I just feel off. I just need to go home. I've just, you know, got a bit of a migraine and I'll, I'll be fine. And she goes, do you want to lift home? I said, no, 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 no. So I, I walked home. It was about 10, 15 minutes. I think the fresh air did me good. And I remember getting home and just um, I rarely take painkillers, but I took two neurofen just for, um, you know, I thought to get rid of the headache and then I'll be fine again. Five hours later after rolling around in bed, I woke up Holly with this numbness down the right-hand side of my body. And I was thinking, panic stricken thinking well what's wrong with my body why is it failing me is it a stroke how I'm w- what's going to happen so I was lying in bed just thinking what parts of my body can I move or not move um mm. and then gradually I I kind of moved out of bed but it was this numbness it was just this I could move my leg but it was just like it wasn't um it was just like this massive pins and needles as if my foot was so far away from the ground. Somehow I managed to crawl my way, like, you know, uh, hop and kind of like swing my leg down the stairs. Um, uh, and then to cut a long story short, Holly, after about a month of tests, of blood tests, um, you know, going to the doctor and everything, um they 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 diagnosed MS um, and the neurologist said you've got eight lesions on the brain Sue so after a full body MRI scan so we're diagnosing MS Um, and at that moment Holly I don't know what it was like when you were diagnosed or, or your listeners listening to this it's almost like it was almost like as if I was in a movie and hearing that but it didn't sink in it didn't comprehend I thought how is this even possible? Two weeks ago, well, like it was a month ago, I actually missed the marathon, and um, uh, and I just thought, well, how could that be for somebody at their peak, at their fittest, to be then receive a diagnosis? And and it just, yeah, I just, I, I didn't comprehend it. I don't, was that like that for you, Holly?
0: So my family has a history of um, multiple sclerosis. I'm the third a generation actually to be diagnosed. So it wasn't a foreign disease to me like it is to most people. Um, mm. and my, so I woke up, same thing. I thought I had a stroke, the left side of my face and my head and my tongue was completely numb. Um, I could not taste food. I couldn't taste anything in my mouth. Um, My mom had actually woke up with Bell's palsy. So she had the numbness on the same side, the left side of her face, but it was also paralyzed. Mm. So um, I went, I had been asking, I I actually had symptoms for 20 years prior to being diagnosed. And I kept Mm. asking the doctors, hey, can you, you know, like, hey, do you think maybe I have MS like my mom? no, 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 we don't need to test you. You don't have any neurological symptoms. Um, So it wasn't until my face went numb. And even then the neurologist I went to um, basically acted as if it wasn't MS either. Like I had a pinched nerve or it's probably something else. Um, So he, because I, I somewhat was able to pass, you know, the, the tests that they do in the office to test for balance and, Mm -hmm. uh, Um, But then when, when I got tested, he um, did the MRI of my brain, then uh, gave me a phone call. I was eating breakfast with my children. And that's when I found out
1: that, oh, I'm,
0: I'm sorry, I was wrong. You do have MS. So in a sense, I was devastated because I saw my mother um, with, and my great grandmother, she's the one that also had been diagnosed with it. But then I was also relieved because I thought, okay, do I have a brain tumor? Do I, have, mm. you know, like, did I have, yeah. did I have a stroke? Like, mm. what What happened? so there was, it was a mix of emotions and my mom unknowingly took a holistic approach. So I saw her life dramatically change for the better. Mm. Um, so, so I knew that it was possible. I didn't understand it all. And I definitely didn't understand what I understand today. Mm -hmm. But, um, my mom, my, with my mom, I was three years old when she got the phone call saying that she had MS. And Mm -hmm. so I I was devastated because I thought I was losing my mother. My mother thought she was dying. Um, so it was, it was a very dramatic, um, situation for me. And then here, my older daughter standing with me, I, I tried to walk away because I, I just started crying. Mm. And, um, and I'm like, gosh, I don't want my daughter to have to live with um, what I had to live with thinking my mom was going to die. So yeah. I I didn't want to transfer that same, you know, devastating memory for for her with another with the phone call because it was almost like deja vu for me like (laughs) it it was like happening all over again except it was my daughter and I'm the mother so um yeah it was it was um it wasn't as devastating as I know it can be for for um others because I did it wasn't foreign so um yeah, it was it was a little different. But I mean, it's it's very common, like everybody else, I was told, you know, if you don't do this, you're going to be in a wheelchair, no. you know, the the fear tactics of, of you know, oh, we have all this great stuff today. You know, my, my mother was diagnosed in the early 1980s, you know, so they didn't really have anything um, mm. other than a holistic approach. <laughs> like that, that, that was all that existed for, for people with multiple sclerosis back then. Um, so, so yeah, so that, that, that's sort of my story and, and how, um, how I found out and, um, I, I just reassured my daughters, like I'm going to be okay. I was upset. I allowed myself to be upset for a week and then just, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to do this. We're going to do this. We're going to figure this out. yeah totally Uh,
1: yeah
0: for me you know yeah
1: yeah 100% Holly I hear you and I think um for everyone on this journey if they're newly diagnosed with MS or, or an autoimmune disease I think um I think really what people like you and I and a number of others now are doing is almost giving people hope And that there's another way, you know, and providing more information and sharing our story and our journey. Because I really believe it's like the four-minute mile, Holly. Once you hear of uh, somebody who has um, done something, you then you look at them and you think, crikey, they're just an ordinary person like you and I, you know. We're kind of like thinking nothing special, just like the girl next door or the boy next door. And then I think people think, well, if they can do it, maybe I can too. And they look yes. at their own lives and they map across what the other person did and, you know, take tips from them and thinking, oh, they try it on themselves and that works. And then they try and, uh, something from um, somebody else, you know, like a different way approach of, um, you know, eating or, emotional well-being or gut health or whatever and and then they're building their own model of health and restoration themselves so that's what I share now with with my clients with my journey and knowing that um everyone is different I always say that you're you're as unique as your own a fingerprint you know we're we're all connected and then all all unique at the same time so I think like you Holly um i hadn't to be honest i had no reference of multiple sclerosis at all the only reference i had was you received a diagnosis then you walk with a cane um, then you're in a wheelchair and then you die and so i had that was my reference so i really had to do a lot of research because i thought that's not the path that i'm uh, i'm on you know and so and then I remember the neurologist said, oh, Sue, you know, it's incurable And because I was asking, well, what can you do? Is it diet? And he said, oh, well, you know, healthy diet. And, and I thought, well, I'm doing that anyway because I'm a runner. And I said, okay, so what about alcohol? Shall I cut out alcohol? And he goes, oh, no, moderation and then chocolate. So we went through all the things and I'm thinking, okay, for, from a food point of view, you're not telling me anything like different that I'm doing now. There's, there's got to be something else. Mm-hmm. And then when he said, um, I always remember this as if it's like yesterday, he goes, Sue, so MS is uh, incurable, but we have um, medications on the market now that can help you, um, prevent you from having an, an attack again, and can help manage them, but like, they might work, they might not work, because you might, you might not have an attack again, and I was thinking that. And then, then he gave me a whole load of leaflets and I thought, hang on a minute, I might have attack, I might not have attack. Uh, the the drugs might help the symptoms and they might not. To me, it just felt like playing Russian roulette with my body. I just yeah. thought, "Hey, okay, I personally need to get back in the driving seat of my life, my health, my body. And so so I did a lot of soul searching, which I think people like you and I and a number of others do. They really not go to Uh, A Dark Night night of a Soul, but just really get in tune with their body and thinking, okay, well, on some level, or if not all levels, I created this. Mm -hmm. So with the personal work that I've done and and I, I kind of knew that, okay, so on some level I created this. So if I created it, I can uncreate it. So what do I need to know about this and learn from my body so that I can uh, move forward. So that was kind of like the building blocks. Um, I I really went um, research because I I loved running, so I really wanted to find out initially. Okay, can I still run with MS? So I found uh, amazing ladies in America actually who have been able to still complete marathons and long distance running with. Um, Uh, with a diagnosis of ms so i thought okay tick so now i know that's possible so and then i i found this amazing research by the institute of NoTic sciences and they um talked about people who had spontaneous remissions from a number of different lifestyle diseases from all the autoimmune diseases cancers and everything so again i thought okay what did they do? And again, I was building this model of references of what people did, taking a holistic approach, because I just thought the probability of the drugs they might work, they might not work. That 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 didn't seem part of where I was going. So and yeah, then we, and
0: the and the side effects are yeah,
1: totally crazy. totally yeah yeah
0: like talking about doomsday, you don't want to get PML.
1: Uh, i I know yeah i i i yeah i remember thinking that the side effects was just insane i'm just thinking that's kind of like a combination of um worse than what you've just diagnosed with me why would i do that to my body i want to give it love not more harm and i think the other thing that i've come back with um, so so what i do that that can help your listeners so Uh, I followed Dr. Terry Wall's uh, protocol initially, Um, and I think I got to phase one or definitely phase one. Phase two was a bit um, more severe for me, I found, um, a bit more strict. Um, uh, But what, what, what did work for that, as soon as I cut out dairy, gluten, sugar, my mind fog completely disappeared in about a uh, one in about a two week period, and I remember going into work because it's kind of like a it wasn't visible for me. You know, it was I had a bit of numbness in the right foot, but I could still walk. Running, I had to retrain my my uh, leg back to run, so I had to imagine my my brain down to my right leg as if it was um. A link, and I imagined my right leg was like a piston of a train. So I would think of it, you know, lifting up and then mm. forward and then down. So I had that motion. It was clunky at first and then it just got smoother and smoother. Um, so I had that visual. For, for the food, I kind of halfway through doing uh, the wars protocol, I just became more intuitive with my body and just thought, okay. All this meat—it's uh, not really resonating with me. So I've kind of now—I um, really hardly eat meat. I would say that I'm probably about ninety percent, ninety percent plant-based. Yeah, um, same, same here. <laughs> yeah, and I just think I—I've I've kind of more in tune with. Okay, I look at food now as nourishment rather yeah. than, um, oh, okay, it's 1 o'clock, you better have lunch, or it's you know, it's 6 o'clock or 7 o'clock, you better have dinner. Well, am I hungry? What do I actually want to eat? So um, I'm loving green smoothies in the morning. I, I love that. So that's what I've done. So emotionally, kinesiology really worked. Um, I was in a highly stressful job, um, so I left that. And also moved from a colder climate. Yeah, (laughs) Even though I'm in Australia, there are parts that are pretty cold, Holly. So I moved from Victoria um, up to the Sunshine Coast, which is a lot warmer. And that suited my body. Um, Okay. Yeah, removed stress and just kind of looked at everything in my life. It's almost like all areas of my life I've put in front of me and then just said, what's working, what's not? I'm going to keep what's working and all the stuff that's in the what's not pile, and we're just going to let it go. So there was a lot of culling of, um, you know, friendships, way of being, and I just had this core support group around me, which I feel is critical for people who actually believed in me and believed in the journey that I was taking as opposed to, um, you know, some people saying, we were living in a two-story building, and and I heard comments like, "Well, um, do do you think it'd be wise to sell your house?" And I said, "I'm, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. What do you mean? Well, you, you you know, you might not be able to cope with the stairs in the future." And to to me, that really wasn't in my in where I was going at all. So, so those sort of relationships are distanced from. Um, And I think support is really critical. The other thing I realized, Holly, and just linking it back to you and when you're talking about your mum and your grandmother, um, uh, my grandmother died of rheumatoid arthritis. My mum had rheumatoid arthritis. My sister, when she was about, oh, let me think, maybe 16, 18, she was diagnosed with diabetes. And then me, uh, when was I diagnosed with MS? Probably in my, oh, I don't know, lose track of time, Holly. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, there's autoimmune in the in the genes, inverted commas, in the family. But I yeah. only put that link together when I watched a film called What's With Wheat? And it was talking about the gluten. It was talking about the uh, autoimmune and the families i had no idea about autoimmune i thought all these diseases were separate you know all in their individual box and yeah. none of the doctors are, um you know when my sister was diagnosed they were all banging on about di- diabetes is there diabetes in the family is a history of that they didn't you know look at oh cracky, your 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 mum has uh arthritis and and so yeah, I thought I found that fascinating. That that was never a dialogue. It was almost this is a separate um, disease, and we're going to treat it separately. Um, yeah, so I found that I found that really fascinating. But I think what what I do now is there was a lot of stuff around the mindset. And Rod, my husband, he said, "Crikey, what what you did? You really stepped out of." who you were into this new identity. So I created this new person or this new persona, um, visualization, mental rehearsal, whatever you want to call it. I, that was my, that was my um, go-to. And in the exercises I do with my clients, I call it your future version of you. So for me, future Sue was this person who was um, completing the marathon with her arms in the air I visualized every day in my meditations an appointment with my neurologist at the eight month, uh, nine-month mark, looking at my scans before with eight lesions and after with none. And I did that visualization. I mentally rehearsed in that scene. I put myself in that scene in my meditations every single morning and every single night. And I was so – that was my happy place because I'd popped back into my world and I thought, I can't open, I can't twist open a jar of food. You know, I, yeah, right. I had to ask my husband to open it. So so the meditations were my happy place. So I, I just um, went into the scene every single day. And that scene, I swear to God, like it actually happened, you know, when I had that appointment of the neurologist. That's what we were looking at on the screen before with eight lesions, after with none. And it wasn't, it wasn't an egotistical, um, it, it was, it was, it was really weird. I keep coming back to Sliding Doors, that film, Holly. I don't know oh,
0: yes, yes, I have. <laughs> yeah, it, yeah, it
1: was I- like that. I just thought, yeah, I know, I've, I've, been, in, I've been in this movie, I, I've because. I was flooding my body with those thoughts, those emotions and and beauty about I've dived deep into neuroscience now and the power of the mind. See, your mind doesn't know the difference of reality or imagination. It thinks it's the same. So if you've got a powerful vision and you're flooding it with the emotions as well, so that charge, your intention linked with your emotions is so powerful. And that, so I. it was just a... It was just a moment in time for the physical Sue to actually embody what future Sue had already had already um, achieved. Um, so that's that's the story wrapped up in a nutshell, really. That's that's really how I did it. So the nuggets of gold for your listeners really are visualization. I'd say really think wherever you are, like it, it is possible to turn whatever circumstance you're in and reframe it and think, okay, so where do I want to go? Like what, what is the future version of Holly? What is the, even the, because we're all here to evolve and, and grow our soul and consciousness. Um, so that's what I believe now. So we're all on this plane to to grow even more. So what is that future version of you that's already been created? That's actually calling and beckoning you to you. and. Yeah you know who are you what what are you doing what are you who are you surrounded with like um yeah and have that really strong vision and have those empowering thoughts and those emotions and and um uh yeah bring it to reality yeah and take reverse engineer. so then i had to another tip which i share with my clients that will be helpful for your listeners too is when i came back to my reality after my meditations I thought, okay, so what can I do today that future Sue would do? So in the example of running, I thought, okay, so if, if my vision is uh, crossing the finishing line of a marathon, okay, so I'm a marathon runner, how would marathon runner Sue show up today? How would she train? How would she eat? What would she sleep? What would her thoughts be like? You know, how would she carry herself in the day? So, I started that journey almost acting as that person before it actually happened. So, um yeah, you're kind of like the main character or the actor in your life. so that's how that's how I merged those two worlds.
0: Mm. Oh, wow, that's so powerful, and so much great information. I think, um. You're absolutely right we um when you're diagnosed uh, and I think it's it's even a little bit more powerful the older you are because um you've lived more life, so that moment when you get a devastating news, you have to dig deep in and what does my life mean you you're you're faced with that that sort of I'm not going to be here forever moment, mm. you know, like, what, what do I want to do with the rest of my life? And for me, I realized, wow, I have lived. I, my, most of the my listeners at this point would know that I have trauma. So my childhood trauma, I had lived and trying to, to work through all of that trauma, but that's, that's all I had really done. I had raised some children. I had worked through this trauma but I, I hadn't done anything I really wanted to do other than that. So uh, I, I thought, my gosh, like, if this is it, I don't want to leave the world today with, like, yeah. what what have I done for other people? When you mentioned about wheat, uh, Dr. Datis Karazian, who I admire and follow, he has linked um, brain lesions to um gluten sensitivity or celiac disease, which I actually found out later I was celiac. So my family, yeah. that's part, that's part of my family's story is we carry the HLA DQ8, um, gene. So that is passed down by the mother. So yeah. that, that I know that's part of our story. And we too also shared rheumatoid arthritis. So then I, I had, I had this third auto, I ended up having four autoimmune diseases. So yeah. um, it's very interesting. Cause when I, it's it sort of, it was a blessing that I had a history, you know, that I could mm-hmm. go look back and go, okay, what do we all have in common? <laughs> what, mm-hmm. what do we all have?
1: Yeah. So, yeah.
0: And then, I used to be a high-performance athlete. I played um, – I was a pitcher in softball, and I played soccer. And visualization, this works across the board. It works across it, – it, it works um, – it's been used for years. Um, mm-hmm. in a- with, yes, with athletes. So yeah. the fact that that was your go-to, it is so powerful. The brain is so powerful, like you said. Um, yeah. It is probably – um, what I give the majority of my credit to is changing yeah. my thoughts, um, changing, Absolutely. like, like you said, recreating yourself. I re I am not the person I was when I got diagnosed. I am a better version of me today. And thank God for that. Because um, who I was, uh was just sort of sad, really. Um, I was stuck. I was stuck in my trauma. I was stuck. And um, sort of paralyzed without being paralyzed in my emotions. So moving forward, I was able to break out of those things. So these yeah. are so valuable, such a valuable conversation that you have shared with the listeners. So thank you so much yeah. for being so open. And oh, for, yeah, for the listeners that want to work with you, um, what is your contact information?
1: Yeah. So the best way to contact me is um, either via the website, so Sue More S U E M O R E dot online. Um, so the website. I'm more than happy to hop on a call with people, um, or on Instagram at Sue More Online or one word, and more than happy to to chat to people and to, and to provide any information I I can to help them on their journey. Cause I know that that was really important for me when I started, because you just don't know where to go. So um, yeah. Happy to help.
0: Yeah. And, and lastly, do you believe healing is possible?
1: A hundred percent. Absolutely. And I think for you and me, Holly, and other people like us, as I mentioned, the four-minute mile, it gives people permission to know that they can do the same too. And I just think you just have to have a big enough why and and know that it's possible for you and know that there's, to dig deep as well, that for me this was just something on my journey and my life is so... Much fuller and more enriched because of it. So, I'm in a way, I'm very grateful. I see it now as a gift. And yeah. I, the other thing that I will say before we finish up, Holly, and it gets back to your visualization. Um, one thing I, I did as well, I didn't identify with the inverted commas, the diagnosis of, I call it a label, like. I am a fill-in-the-blank, or I have MS, or I have whatever. I just thought, okay, that's what you're telling me. Not to simplify it, but almost as if, oh, you know, you have a cold or you have a flu or you've broken your arm. I'm thinking, okay, this is just a point in time, but that doesn't define me. So really encourage people that whatever diagnosis you have been given, a tr- it's it's not a death sentence um and just to treat it as just a moment in time and really get busy with who you want to create who who who's the next version of yourself that you want to create and that's what i encourage people to do mm-hmm.
0: yes and um how powerful a statement to say you you have permission i love that you said that mm-hmm. and you use that word because that is what it feels like when you're in the office. You don't feel like you have permission to tell a doctor no. tip of your own health, mm-hmm. um, and it isn't it that isn't that the key that you do have permission to take control over your health and tell somebody no. You have the power to do that. That is such a yeah. a, a powerful word and statement. I love that you use that, and. Yeah and yeah um i I say i was diagnosed i was diagnosed because i do not i well could today could i be diagnosed today with multiple sclerosis probably not so um why would i say i have or i am it's really a key part is saying okay yes this doctor diagnosed me with this but this doesn't i this is not me yeah we don't we don't need to become the disease because we see those patient those pages i've been on those pages where they identify with their disease and man is is it a very um just depressing uh, situation yeah and like don't 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 do that don't surround yourself with that um it's it's really a hazard
1: um a hundred percent holly and the other thing as well which in all my um you know wisdom that i've acquired since when i've looked at autoimmune disease i mean we're talking about ms now but if you categorize all autoimmune disease it's like your body is uh is attacking itself it feels as if it's under attack so you know people focus on the body but what about your mind you know how how are you going about every day is your is your mind under attack? So I really had to look at how I, how I believed, uh, perception of myself and, and the world. And I thought, "Crikey, I'm I'm not in. I'm not very loving to myself. I'm not. Yeah. So I want to really, like, you know, give myself some hard coaching and just say, "Crikey, Sue, you need to start being your best friend again," you know. Yeah. And that's another thing I I help people with is to really be conscious of their thoughts because every day we're, uh, as adults, we're thinking over about like 60,000, 70,000 thoughts every day. And the majority of them are in a program. So what you thought yesterday, you're carrying forward to today. So if you've got all these diagnosis fear-based labels, you're carrying that forward. So um, it's so super powerful in your day to day, moment by moment to be really conscious of what you're thinking. Yeah,
0: it is. So thank you so much, Sue, for being here today. I yeah. I appreciate, and thank you for sharing such a vast knowledge of of your healing journey with the listeners so that they can actually take some of that and apply it to their own lives.
1: Yeah, my pleasure, Holly thank you so much.
0: Have a great day.
1: You too. Bye everybody.
0: Bye. Remember it's your life. It's your health. Take charge because healing is possible.